Welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. Here to talk all things Griffins, Firebirds, and Walleye are your hosts, Nick Harrington and Brandon Cook. So, we're back. We're we're back at the wrong time. <laughs> uh, no, yes, no. Well, we took a break. We took a break. A week, a week off. No, you had vacation. I did have vacation. How was your vacation? It was fantastic. It was so much needed. You was, were in Ohio. I was in Ohio. I was. I was. There's only three things like to go to two Ohio exits for. away from the bank <laughs> tank. Uh, at one point, when I got screwed up and missed an exit, so. Yeah. Missed an exit. I yeah, my brain told me I needed to go, but I wasn't gonna do standing room only after walking around Cedar Point for two days. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And then drive home. Yeah. No, that's not fun. I yeah, because I looked for tickets for Friday's game, no Saturday's game, a week before, and they were sold out. It was it was standing room only, twenty bucks, and I was like, you know what, I might do it. And then I was like, because you could get one of those tables. Like oh, at yeah, the, yeah. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get there in time soon enough to get a table from leaving work at 3.30. There's no oh, way. No nope. Uh, which I probably could have if I would have asked. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it is what it is. Aren't you glad you didn't? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a bummer. That would have been a bummer. But Oh, so sadness. Sadness, yeah. But we're mean, back. We're back. To maybe a regular schedule. Who knows? It's summertime. What's regular? We don't have a regular schedule at all. We really don't, but that's okay. I like it. We're just trying to figure it out. We're just flying by the seat of our pants here. We're here for the vibes. You're here for the vibes. And the vibes are bad right now. The vibes are <laughs> off-season. Off-season <laughs> vibes. Um, but welcome to the Hockey Town West podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. And I'm Nick. Taking a drink again, right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was bad timing. I should have looked over. I'm sorry. That's all right. Oh. So, yeah, What today we'll just recap. The the Toledo series. Yeah, we left off <laughs> last episode with them advancing to play Idaho. That's we had just found out that day. Yeah, and then we haven't recorded since then. But that was only a week. It was only a week. <laughs> a lot has happened in a it week. It feels like forever ago. It does feel like two weeks ago. Uh, but then we'll do that, and then we'll just recap this episode. Just recap in Toledo. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Oh, oh what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's the what's the who's curve? winning the Stanley Cup? Who is, I'm rooting for Golden Knights. I did tweet that out this morning. I when I opened up Twitter this morning, I haven't really been on because I've been kind of busy. But uh, and my team, my like true teams are out. But uh, I love the social media between the Panthers and Carolina last series. That was fantastic, and I am excited to see what Florida does this. You know it's going to be good between Florida and Vegas because Vegas' social media team was already like one of the better ones. Are they really? Oh yeah. I don't think I've seen anything. Oh, you should. You, I think Maybe you I need, need to like them. click a couple posts so it ends up in your algorithm. Yeah, I'll but do that right after this. They're pretty good. I mean, they trolled the stars and sharks pretty hard last night. So I did see those. You saw you saw the those. sharks jumped yeah. on the stars bandwagon, and then you saw the whole meme this morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did see the. It was clowns. So good. So I thought everybody was going for Florida. I am rooting for Vegas. Uh, I mean, I liked Vegas when the expansion team, so I, I root for them. Uh, I don't, I don't like Kachuk, so that's why I'm rooting against him. I don't love and don't hate him. I'm just, I get the player he is. He's a very talented player. Like that, that series clinching goal he had was absolutely sick. All of his clinching game, clinching goals yeah, I mean, in that clutch. round. He's just clutch at this point for them. So, I, te- I texted you after he scored the one, and I was like, are you serious? And you're like, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. Yep, of course, man. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm fully on the Vegas train, too. Uh, seeing Bruce Cassidy end up in a <laughs> uh, Stanley Cup final after Boston fires him the next year is hilarious. And then Jack Eichel's first playoff yeah. makes it to the Cup final, so good for him. Uh, I mean, Bruce Cassidy has some Griffins ties, too. So Yeah, that is true. I When you ran down that storyline with me last night, I was just like... I started laughing so hard. I was like, yeah, this all makes sense. Like, that's that's who we're... I mean, it just adds to why I want Vegas to win, but... And Vegas has been around for, what, six, seven years now? And Has it really been that long? Yeah, and they're in two Stanley Cup finals before Toronto's got a sniff at it. <laughs> the Golden Knights and the Panthers are among two or two of the 12 active teams, including Seattle, that have not won at the Cup. Which yet. makes sense. So, Vegas could do it before a lot of teams. Yeah. But... And Seattle has a big announcement tomorrow. I don't know what it is. It's at 1 p.m. I'm intrigued. 
about what is going to happen. I don't. They're not firing anybody. There's no way. No, there's no way. But I think it's either Winter Classic. Ooh. They're talking about. No, they already announced the Winter Classic for next year. They're talking about NBA expansion. Ooh. Possibly. So I don't. I don't know. That can be interesting. One PM. I mean, this will already be done in. Oh yeah, this, yeah, is, we'll this is the day before. This is the day after Memorial Day we're recording. Yeah, we're on. Today's Tuesday, May thirtieth. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm going the Vegas train all the way. I don't like Florida. I don't like Florida and, either. Um, I just I don't know. I've seen Golden Knights back there a second time, and then they're not taking out Ovechkin, so I don't have you know yeah. room for anybody on the Florida side. That I'm like, man, he really needs a cup. No, Vegas, it's their turn. Let's any, see what happens. Any former wings on the Panthers? Oh God, nobody that I can think of. Oh, Stall. Oh. Mark Stahl is on Panthers. Oh, well. That's the only tie. <laughs> Darren Helm, I heard, was retiring today, too. Helm's retiring? Helm is retiring. Is that confirmed, or is that I a rumor? So. I've seen it twice, so. Good for him. Good for Helm. Yep, good for Helm. Well, Toledo's not getting a cup this year. No Kelly Cup for us. But it was interesting to watch the series. It was. So let's run through the games and then formulate our opinions, I guess, on... On each what, game what, or the series? Uh, I think we did each game. We'd be talking for an hour and a half about the series. Yeah. Well, we'll see where this goes. Let's see where it goes. So game one in Idaho, and it didn't go well. Why? So, uh, well, we got goalied in we this did, game. We did get goalied. Adam Scheel, their goaltender. Let's just start off there. Incredible. He's a fantastic goaltender. Yeah, he is. He, he's good. Um, Sebastian Kosa gets the start in this one, and he played extremely well. You know, he saved 30 of 32 shots in this one. There was one empty netter that, while I lose this one 3 nothing, they get shut out. The offense never got going in this one. And it was, I, I don't really understand why. I mean, both teams had a pretty lengthy break. Yeah. And there's some outside factors that could have contributed to this that we'll get into. Yeah, we'll get into that after game two. Yeah. But, man, Idaho, I'm not, I'm not going to run through the goals because no Toledo scores here, but... Just shots-wise, you know, first period for Toledo, 10. Second period for Toledo, 10. Third period, 9. Idaho, first period, 13. Second period, 11. Third period, 9. It was a very evenly matched game. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the difference makers is Idaho Idaho can uh, converted on the power play. They were 1 for 4. Toledo was 0 for 2. But Toledo had 23 minutes of penalties in this game. That's they were lot. quite undisciplined, which is very out of character for them. Yeah. And then, again, the offense just didn't really get going. Um, the defense was not good either, unfortunately, in this game. Everyone was playing on their heels. Yeah, that's kind of what I took from it for the first two games. Yeah, and I mean, again, oh, 23 penalty minutes is a lot. 10 minutes of that was Stewart's game, mis- or Sturts's game misconduct. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just couldn't get anything going. They kept going right into the box. That's something that, was, that they had going. I had a problem with this game in general. It felt like the game couldn't get going in itself. It felt like stop we were start. 19 seconds in, there was a whistle. 20, 20 seconds later, another whistle. Like The ref never let anything go. It was a hand pass here that was very, you know, a soft hand pass or whatever. There's just stupid whistles left and right where this game never got going for any team until Idaho finally scored. In the second. Yep. And then in the third, they got that power play goal and then the empty netter. It, that's it. That's the whole storyline of this game. It never got going. It was a, I mean, it was super tight. Yeah, man. This was, it was a frustrating one. And you could feel the frustration on the walleye side, too, as well. Just no spark, not being able to get going. And then you think, okay, these guys have to turn around and do this again the next night. It's back to back nights for game one and two in Idaho. Same result. Idaho wins 3 nothing. Letheman gets the start in this one. Saves 35 of 38. You can't look negatively at that. He played a good game. No, no, no. And again, Shield. 33 stole saves. the game with 33 saves. And I watched this one. You did watch this one. This was Sunday night. And I felt like it was very, this team, Idaho was very good. Like, throughout this series, I felt that this team was the most evenly matched team to Toledo. Like they were, yes. they were more skilled. They were faster. They were more disciplined. But I have not seen to, anybody play Toledo or Toledo play anybody that, that was this close to them. Everybody else, Toledo, like if you had to rate them one out of ten, 
I felt like Toledo was on a nine on a scale mm-hmm. and everybody else was like six or five. Like everybody was trying to catch up to Toledo. And this was the first team that actually like matched Toledo, yeah. like mirrored them completely. Like turnovers is what cost us. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you look at the score sheet and you're seeing three, zero, three, zero first two games. You're like, wow. Like they're out muscling Toledo on the score sheet left and right. And it wasn't about that. It was a lot of defensive mistakes in both games where, People got flat-footed, and the puck ended up behind them on an Idaho player's stick and ended up in the net. Like, not a single goal I saw, almost in the entire series, I faulted a goalie. It was a bad turnover. It was a missed assignment. Yeah. It was playing on their heels, and it's, it's just the way it went. But this game, again, another even one. Power, right. pl- like oh. power play, Toledo 0 for 2. Yeah, 0 they for could... 2. So two games in a row, they couldn't get special teams going again. They, they only took eight penalty minutes in this one to Idaho's six. So, again, even there, but Idaho converted on one to go. That was their third goal in the game. But shots, Idaho 38 to Toledo's 33. The teams were even. They were. Like, that That was the, that was the I think, the frustrating part. But then the reports came out yeah. that the hotel situation for the two nights were not up to par. Uh, Nowhere near up to par. Disgusting. Disgusting. Mouse droppings. Bed bugs. Bed bugs. The team actually slept in the arena in the suites the night before. two nights, right? uh, At least the second night. Yeah, but it was before game two. Yeah, before game two. So that definitely, like, affected. And I'm like, okay, I didn't really get to watch game one, so I don't know how well they played. Game two, I felt like it was tight. It could have went any way. Like, they were very close. I'm like, all right, so we're going to go back to T-Town for three games. We're going to get rest. We're going to get back in our beds. We're going to be all right. Like, it, the series doesn't start until the road team wins a game, right? That's what they that, always that's say. That's what they say. And, yeah, a road team wins the game. So I'm like, all right, here we go. We rattle off three. We can get our momentum back. We can go. And game three. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, well, game three was a good game, though. Game three was exactly what you expected. When you say it like that, if, if that was how your thought process was leading up to it, that's what game three was. Now, it was tighter. Yeah, it was. Way closer. Kind of a miracle. But. Sell out. 8,300 people. Double the crowd in Idaho. <laughs> just saying. Um, I don't know. Wednesday? Was this, this game was a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, the end result in this one Toledo wins game three, five to four to at least get back in the series. First game at home, they win. They had to come back from behind, too. They did. So the, the rundown here. You watched this one. You covered this one. No, I did not. I was driving back from Ohio. Oh, neither of us covered this one. No, we had to miss this one because of that. You got stuck at work. Yep. And so, we had to let our people down. Yeah. Rely on us for, I saw someone literally say they relied on us for like the highlights of the game. And then after that one, I was like, oh, I feel bad. Yeah. Sorry. I don't remember your name, but sorry. Yeah. Um. But no, I, could, I I looked back at the highlights of this one. I tried to watch it back, but the Flow Sports app sucks. Um, it's hit or miss. It really is. So the rundown of this one, Toledo wins this one 5-4. to four, um, Had to come back in this one, and it was a nice comeback. Final shot total in this one, Toledo 32, Idaho 30. Both teams got two power play goals. Toledo went 2-for-6, Idaho went 2-for-5. But again, mostly well-disciplined. Uh, 12 minutes for Idaho and 10 minutes for Toledo. Then the scoring breaks down like this. Three minutes into the game. Brett McKenzie puts the walleye up, gets his second of the series, assisted by Hensick and Ebbing. Great way to start. Yeah. That's how you start. And I'm sure, again, couldn't watch it. I'm sure that place was freaking rocking after that goal went in. I mean, it was already rocking before that. You get the first one through Shield. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> after two games, he hasn't given up... He didn't give up a goal for three straight games. Two games. This I was sw- game three. I swear he shut out the game seven the last cup. Oh. He was going on a three-game shutout. No, it was 6-1, to one, remember? Oh, okay. It was some crazy win they had, but it wasn't a shutout. But it was, again, was one goal in three yeah, games. One goal in three games. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Hensink gets on the board, like, as an assist on that. That's got to feel good for him, coming back, mm-hmm. getting on the board. You can tell sleeping in their usual beds helped. They, yeah. had, they had a little more pep in their step from what I saw. But in the first period, 15 minutes in, Idaho gets it. Uh, the game tied, and then two minutes later, scores again, taking the lead. So, they end that period, Idaho up 2-1. to one. A minute and 14 into the second, Idaho gets another. And then eight minutes in, Idaho gets another. So, Toledo's down at this point. I mean, they're down, what, 4-1? to one? Yeah. Ouch. That's, you're, just, you're just feeling bad at this point. But... 
because Gordy Green gets that gets that last one on the second period. Yes, Gordy Green does get one on the power play there to end the second period to at least get the fish back in it. Sorry, I shouldn't say the fish; they're both fish. The walleye <laughs> back into it. Um, two goal or two goal game at this point. It's four to two, and then pff, miracles at this point. Four minutes into the third, Drew Warad gets his fifth of the series, uh, assisted by Keenan and Hensick again. And then 13 minutes in on the power play, Tatayev gets his fourth of the series, assisted by Green and Hawkins. One goal game at this point. Of the playoffs. Or, sorry, tie game at this point. Oh, I said series, didn't I? Yeah. yeah play, fourth goal of the playoffs, series, whatever. Um, tie, I got you. Game's tied on the power play. 13 minutes into the third. You're feeling good. Feeling better. Feeling better. And then, Momentum's swinging. Momentum is swinging. Then 17 minutes in, Hawkins gets his seventh of the playoffs. Assisted by Barton and McCourt, while I win five to four, it wasn't pretty, but it's exactly what they needed to do. Yeah, because they—I mean—that shows that they came from behind. They still have the momentum. They have the fans behind them. They're rolling. We've won the game because they're now three nothing, three in the series. Like it's that's, oh, it's over. That's done. It's uh, over. I mean, I, that's that's tough to come back from. But they get this. Kosa's in net. Thirty sh- Thirty saves. Yeah. 30 shots, 26 saves. So this was the first game where I really see, yes, they got the win. Coastal and in four is out of character so far in the playoffs. It doesn't happen, it hasn't happened much at all for him. Granted, still quite a bit of shots on, you know, 30 shots on goal. This was the first game though where I saw him and I was like, he, that road trip didn't fare well for him. He's not seeing the puck well right now. Something, something, something felt off after that game. You think he was injured? I don't know. I I don't think we'll ever know. Yeah. But something felt off. Because that wasn't playoff Sebastian Costa like we've seen. Again, none of the goals that I saw, I fault him for. This is how the, that's the storyline of the series here. I don't follow. I don't fault any of these goalies. No. Goalies played well. I. Yeah. I have a thought on that too, but I'll end. We'll circle back. Thought. We'll circle back there because now we'll get into game four, which was Friday night at the Bank Tank, and Idaho wins this one four to three to I, go up three to one in the series. Yeah, I covered this one. And yeah, you did. I, I mean, really, my notes on this was just like it was very back and forth. The biggest thing is like. I was watching, and they just didn't have the puck luck. Like, they had open chances. They would hit the post. They would be just off by a little bit. Like, the big, the goals that were coming against us were just rebounds. Like, mm-hmm. the goalies were giving up the rebounds. Our defense isn't covering them. They're not recovering the rebounds. And boom, like, in the net. Uh, the other thing that I put on here, too, is, like, turnovers and on-man rushes. Like, as soon as we turned over the puck... Idaho was going right, they were taking it right to us. Like, we just couldn't stop turning the puck over. And that was the biggest difference in this game, was turnovers. And they, the worst part is ECHL does not track turnovers. No, I know, it's pretty hard to find those any statistic on that, unless you're watching the game live, they'll break it down for you. But they don't have a tracking method for that on their website. Yeah. Whatsoever. But. It was noticeable. Like, that's what was killing us. Yeah. I mean, goal scoring in this one for the Walleye. 12 minutes into the first, Hawkins gets his eighth of the playoffs. Barton and Bliss assisting on that. Then Idaho rings, what, one, two, three in a row here. One in the first, two in the second. Uh, Toledo gets another one back. Um, before the end of the second there, Gordy Green got his eighth of the playoffs with Bliss and Barton assisting. 31 seconds into the third period, uh, Idaho gets another goal. That was their fourth of the game. And then at least nine minutes into the third, Gordy Green gets his ninth of the playoffs with Barton and Hawkins assisting on that one. But they couldn't tie it up or get the win in that, obviously. And, like, they had chances. And I was actually, when I was watching this, I was screaming. I was I was into it because it was close. And I, I thought they would have a chance. They had a, a late uh, power play that they could have got it on. And they couldn't, they couldn't convert. They couldn't convert. It was just... No puck luck. It's literally what I wrote. I just yeah. could they could not get that that bounce to go their way. That was that was the worst part because it's it was so close. I mean thirty one shots to Idaho for Idaho, thirty for Toledo. Yeah, and it felt like so this was game four. It felt like game three three and four, at least the offense finally got going. And 
they had solved for the most part Adam Shield. They they'd solved them finally. They could get pucks past them, which showing maybe what that situation they were going through at Idaho really was impacting the team on a very negative basis. I feel like if that situation played out differently, the series might look different, but I don't think the end result is different. I think Idaho still wins the series. Yeah. Um, but at least the offense was going, but you said turnovers. Turnovers. The defensive side, again, the defense was killing us. Yeah. And Dan Watson said this too after the game. He was like, we just have not played a full 20 minutes. And it, he, he was absolutely correct. Like the third period was probably their most complete game or of the period of the game. And he was asked, he's like, do you guys think going down 3-1, do you guys think you guys could come back? And there was a ton of confidence in the room from the players. Of course. From him, he goes, you know, nobody nobody thought Florida would be able to get to where they're at. And they were down 3-1 in their first series. And they came all the way back. So he goes, we just have to play more discipline. We have to not create, you know, not cause the turnovers. We need to step up. We got to step up. Yeah, and I mean, as a fan, you love hearing that confidence there. And at least, you know, again, they go through the first two games at home or away, and there was no special teams action whatsoever. And then game three, they get two power play goals. Game four, they get a power play goal. So at least the the special teams was rolling at that point. So you started to feel good. And then, oh, game five. Game five. So we, I I had a work event. (laughs) Random (laughs) forgot. I dropped the ball completely to cover this game. Which I, we were playing on the on the superstitious side. That's what we were doing. So we literally had someone reach out to us. And they're like, after they won a game, they were like, maybe don't watch because they seem to win when you guys don't watch because you watched game three. Yeah. We missed game four. Yeah. Or no. No. Flip that. Yeah. We missed game three. They won. We watched game four. They lose. They lose. So we were, we were going for the superstitious Yeah, side. that's exactly what I was aiming for. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. lack of. We, yeah, we didn't forget. No. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> so uh, there wasn't much for us to cover anyways. No, unfortunately. So Toledo <laughs> loses game five, uh, five to one, and series is over at this point. Idaho takes it, and oh, this is a killer. I would like to rewatch this game. I tried. Again, the app sucks. We still have it for another month. I think so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nothing like getting charged uh, the day before game five for them to. <laughs> Anyways, um, because the, the looking at the stats and the stat sheet, it's very interesting. If you see what I see, just looking through fan reactions, which again, fan reactions can vary when you're looking at this team. Uh, when you're following Twitter and you're looking at certain fan reactions, some of them can be extreme, and some of them can be realistic, and some of them can be, "Oh, boys, we love you." Yeah. Um, but the general consensus was this was one of the worst games Toledo's played all season. Yeah, I mean, Kosa starts. Kosa starts in this one. Nine shots. Nine shots. Five saves. Five saves. He's pulled. He's pulled after 30 minutes. Again, going back to my earlier point, Kosa was not seeing the puck suddenly right. That's why I'm, like, interested. I'm, I'm concerned based off that, and I think there's some sort of injury underlying there. But, again. We don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. He's too young. No one's going to talk about that unless he talks about it. Yeah, and those goals came, like, halfway through the first and then the second. Yeah, I mean, so Toledo starts the scoring in this one. Three minutes in, again, Thomas Ebbing gets his second of the playoffs, McKenzie and Keenan assisting on it, and you're feeling good at that point, I guess, if you're a walleye fan there. You're yeah. feeling good. We just won the last one. Now we're up one nothing. No, we lost the one before this. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you're feeling good at that point, but then... 13 minutes in and 18 minutes into the first, Idaho, boom, boom. Two goals right there. Um, then in the second, six minutes in, they get their third. And 10 minutes in, they get their fourth. <laughs> then the eight gets. minutes into the third, they get their fifth. And nothing else came from the walleye at that point. Uh, I mean, Toledo had zero opportunities in the power play in this game, which is crazy. Suspicious. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, but they're also, I mean, only 23 shots on goal. They only had two in the third. It's crunch time. You got to go. Yeah. You got to put everything out there. You get two shots on goal? Two shots. Like, this this isn't them. That was a weird... That's if a they're, weird they're, you're talking about that confidence that Dan Watson talked about at the end of game four. It didn't show. No, not at all. The fans showed up. 
Fans showed up every game. 8,300 fans in each game. Yep. Right on the dot. Perfect sellouts each game. These fans showed up. I love these fans. These fans are incredible. That place is incredible. That's why I love it. I was looking at opening weekend, and you're like, I, I can't plan that ahead. No, we do plan I can't plan, plan my life that far ahead. Uh, we got to. We, we got to get tickets now or they'll sell out if we wait any longer. I know. <laughs> Can uh, you imagine that opening weekend there? It's probably fun. It's probably a good time. I mean, every game there was really a good time. But it didn't matter what they had like 18 or 15 sellouts in a row before the playoffs even happened. It doesn't matter when it is. It's it's a good time there either way. I will circle back. Yeah, I was say we'll get off track real quickly talking about that. So, I mean, I th- like I said, I think Kosa was hurt. I think something weird was going on there. The way the defense couldn't get it together, I don't know what the heck happened. Um, my biggest concern because you brought up Dan Watson's post-game interview in game four. And I remember watching, I think it was three, game two, three, and five post-game interview. And there was something about Ben Simon I always hated. And it's something a lot of people always hated. And there was a specific word that a lot of people hated. Do you remember what that word is? No. Compete. Uh. That's the answer for everything. Compete wasn't there. Compete, level of compete, compete, compete. He fell back on that after every game. That went bad. Level of compete wasn't there. No, there, it's not that. There's more to the story. I didn't see a blunder go at all in this series, which is, I guess, fine because we complained about Ben Simon having a blunder. Yeah. But when you're down three games to one, time to change some things up. It wasn't working. Yeah, I, I have to completely agree with that. Like, we – I – this series is so weird. Like, the Griffins – the Griffin players, they were kind of invisible. Like, yeah, for the most part, yeah. Tatayev, uh, you've got... I mean, Tatayev got a goal once in the series. Just looking, just, scroll, just scrolling through the score sheets here real quick, I mean... Sabrango, not really there. Warad scored in one game. That mm-hmm. same goal, same game Tatayev was in there. I mean, they had they were on the score sheet for assists, but goal-wise, like... Vero. Idaho showed Vero was invisible this series. Uh... I mean, Sabrango had a couple hits. They had a couple fights. But, like, our Grand Rapids guys that everybody was complaining that was being sent down, like, they didn't, they weren't there. Like, they didn't show up on the stat sheet a whole lot. Uh, they looked a lot like they did when they were playing here. Yeah. Hawkins, it, they, he had a few goals, but, and had a few assists. But, like, after game two, I was like, who is not stepping up? Where? The whole team. Yeah, like, it was. It was so strange for them to go such on a high and then to be completely flat in this series. Now, again, game one and two, the outside factors, I'm going to say played a big role in that because the offensive side of things changed a lot in game three and four. Like, whatever factors the team was going through with the living conditions in Idaho definitely did not help. No. But let's just talk for a second. Idaho might be one of the best minor league hockey teams I've ever seen put together. This specific Idaho team. Yeah. This, I mean, they obviously broke records in the regular season. Yeah, I, I was super impressed. Like, they played so tight, so well. Yeah, I've never seen... This This probably goes in the bucket of, like, best hockey teams I've ever seen play. This, uh... And both of their affiliates are still playing. Well, well, well Texas I, is not. I mean, they just got eliminated last night, but... No, Texas Stars are gone, too. Oh, really? What oh, yeah. You? No, they got, they got booted right before this series started. Oh, well, they lost that Sunday, but oh, they didn't really get any reinforcements from them. That's what I was like. I didn't really hear anything for reinforcements because Dallas was still playing, right? So they could be called up. But Correct. I mean, I think that speaks to the culture of the organization. Like that's huge for all three of your affiliate, like all three of your teams going that far in the in the in their series in, in the leagues. The final for the ECHL still has not been set as of today. Who's that? Jacksonville is- and. Uh, Good old Swamp Rabbits? No, not Jackson. No, that's Greenville. Oh. <laughs> Jacksonville. I don't remember what their actual full team is. Jacksonville and then uh, I think it's Newfoundland? Yeah, Newfoundland with the dog. Yeah. I kind of like that logo. I think Jacksonville's still up in that. I think they're up 3-2 to two in that one. So, I mean, oh, Idaho's been off since what? The 27th? Today's the 30th and we're still waiting? Florida Everblades versus Newfoundland Growlers. Yeah, Florida, Florida Everblades. I mean, I, again, Idaho, though, just hats, hats off to them. I mean, 
They'll probably win the they'll probably win the whole thing. I think they could beat either of those two teams. I mean, Newfoundland puts up a lot of lot of goals, uh, but again, that, that uh, that's just one of the best hockey teams I've ever seen step on the ice. Yeah, it, I mean, skill wise, like I said, they mirrored Toledo. They were just faster. They were faster. They were bigger. They were stronger. They so the funny thing is just like looking at them both on the ice, size wise and like movement wise, that's Florida and Vegas. Yeah. Looks the same. Big, tough, but highly skilled. Toledo, highly skilled, tough, not big. Yeah, not big at all. No. They're like, the smallest team in the league. Yeah. When we looked this Except up. For, I mean, that's with Kosa throwing <laughs> off that stat. Because so. <laughs> we looked this up because we were yeah. right after Ben Simon com- complained about how small. Size and speed. Yep. Yeah. And we looked and, yeah, uh, Toledo's one of the smallest, but they are one of the best. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Hats off to Idaho, man. Thoughts on the series? Anything else? Um, is this Dan Watson's last game as a coach for Toledo Walleye? God, you asked me going into the playoffs, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Is it because of what I sent you last night? No, actually, I was formulating <laughs> that opinion before you sent me that link to another possible co- rumored coach. For oh. Oh, it was I'm just intrigued. a general feel of what the postseason action looked like. Because when this team played Indy and Cincy, yeah, walked right through them. Which is crazy because those teams were higher. Like, well, it, Indy was higher than. Well, yeah, but again, we play Toledo's playing with this roster that they went on an 18 game win streak with, even against those teams. So I figured they were going to kind of walk through them. But seeing them up against a, a team like Idaho, the best team in the ECHL this season, and they felt flat-footed and not based off of not having enough skill. They had the skill, but position players did not play their position. Uh-uh. And not seeing it shooken up too much, it, it raised concerns. Because, yeah, you can have a coach that coaches you well in the regular season. That's all great. That's great. But a coach that's going to make those tough decisions, change things up in the postseason, and go try to make that deep run, I didn't see that, and I'm concerned. What did you want to see him change? Shake up the lineup. Shake up the lines. Go away from the dual goalie system. Try something different. Who do you think As soon have... as you saw Kosa have an off game, Lethemann should have been the starter. Lethemann was dialed in in these playoffs. He was. He really was. It's nothing against Kosa. I like I said, I think no. he was injured or he like again, something affected him mentally. He was not seeing the puck the way he does. That's why I really want to rewatch that last game because I, just, yeah, I know. It's such a weird it's it's such a weird stat line and we like we didn't watch it, so it's hard for us to guess. It's hard for us to say, but it's just a weird stat line and I was Well, what did we talk about all season like that kept him in is the structure that Dan Watson had on that team. It was the defensive structure in front of Kosa that yeah. helped him play the game that, the way he likes to play it. Use his size, stay positioned with the puck well. He doesn't have to move much because he can just absorb it. <laughs> yeah. And He's then he goes so on. The defense played so poorly in this series that he couldn't settle in and do that. Lethman, on the other hand, got used to playing with Grant Abbott in front of him and was able to adjust to that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Like, I, I don't know. Do you think this is that was Costa's last game in Toledo? Yeah, I, I think even their commentators had mentioned that he's going to see a lot of games in Grand Rapids. And I think that's the, the end decision, is he's going to come to Grand Rapids. He'd be the backup. I, I think so, depending on what the offseason moves uh, Horkoff makes are. I saw today that uh, Mr. Nedeljkovic is linked to the Rangers. Nedeljkovic to the Rangers? As a backup. Nedeljkovic to Sturkin combo? It could be deadly. They don't have a good backup right now. So no, I think it's don't. Halak. Yeah. So, I mean... So. It's gonna curveball. Be, this is going to be a real... Yeah, right? <laughs> knuckle puck is what I should, we should start Yeah, saying. knuckle puck, no curveballs. <laughs> this isn't a baseball podcast. I've had enough of baseball over this, after this weekend. Yeah, right? No, I mean, this offseason is going to be interesting for both teams. Uh, the all coach, three teams. Yeah, all three teams. 
but the, the coaching piece is going to be a very interesting one, and I don't know the answer if Dan Watson's the answer in Grand Rapids or not. If he is, I'll take him because we obviously saw what culture he can build, and you know, how, like, in my opinion, culture is the most important thing. Yeah, but, well, that's that's how I taught you. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The jerk. <laughs> I didn't know we used to work together. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, I mean, okay, so let's play this scenario, because this is a short. What do you got? Dan Watson goes to Grand Rapids. Okay. Cosa goes to Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Do you think Toledo continues their sellout, their sellout streaks? you think the energy, the excitement is still there, or do you think this is one of those seasons where there was more people invested because Cosa was there? Because he was, he is the next Red Wings. Like he's the biggest Red Wings prospect. I think it continues because I think it was there before all this happened in general. Before Dan Watson? I don't know. I don't know how long he's coached there. I, I can't tell you that answer. I think he's been there for a bit. Um, but Sorry, just talking that. about like the people on the ice and stuff like that, like the players on the ice specifically. No, this team's had a crazy following for a long time now, yeah. and I, I don't think losing Kosa changes anything like that. It's very rare in the ECHL to have that caliber of pick playing in the ECHL. It's very you normally see the second, third, fourth round guys down there. That's common. Yeah. A first round goalie pick is rare. So yes, that helps a little. It definitely encouraged some other people to go down there and check him out because they would go down there to see him. But just like our experience I think going there one time, you're kind of hooked. Yeah. And it's not just COSA that, <laughs> that hooked us. It's is that not, a fish pun? <laughs> I like it. I didn't even think about that one. It's not just COSA that got us into it, though. And it's not just, you know, Warad or Tatayev or anything like that. Like in, in the grand scheme of things with the wings, that they're probably not even wings. They're probably just high-level griffins at this point. It depends on how their development goes. Yeah, I would agree. I'm just being realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I would agree yeah. with you. and... It's it's not about those guys bringing us in. Yeah, Coso will bring us in, but I, it's, it's the team in general. It's the environment. It's the fans. It's the style of play that they do have, um, and it's just the way they do things. I mean, Toledo is passionate about their sports. Look at the Mud Hens and look at the Walleye. I mean, both teams bring in crowds. Yeah, good or bad. <laughs> bad so, crowds are no good. like good results or bad <laughs> results. Okay. Um, I mean. Just seeing today, even tonight, there was an event down yeah. at some park down there to celebrate the season. They didn't win a championship. They didn't win the conference. They won the division, which is great. But they didn't win anything major like that, and they're still doing a celebration together. I bet you a ton of people showed up. I bet you if I go to Twitter right now, it was packed. I wish the Griffins would do something. You know that so, game where they, like, poke him with a stick? Do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's. So was it? I think it was game three or four. The Griffin's admin had, for their social media, had tweeted out that they were there. Oh, yeah, which was great, because that helped us out a lot, because we weren't going to be able to cover that they game. They post Jack. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, okay, so, I wasn't setting you up for that at all. Like, no, I, had no I know idea. you were. <laughs> I don't think they even posted an end result. Uh, That's the game we won. <laughs> God damn <it>. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, it's so bad. Um, Which I get it. Running social media during a game, it is a pain. Like, you know just as well as I do. Keeping things up to date. Yeah, it's stressful. While a game is going on that you're trying to watch and analyze, it is tough. My, my favorite thing is, like, when you go to, like, you open up Instagram and you follow the Walleye or the Griffins and you scroll through, like, their stories and you see, like, period one result, period two, and you never see the final post. <laughs> just yeah. stuff like that. And you're just yeah. like, okay, I know that, that was the game they won. That's... And, uh, I mean, no, it was, it was cool to see the Griffiths having get down there. And, you know, you just hope, like, in the in-arena experience part, they take some notes back. Yeah. Because that's, I think, where we lack the most. I mean... To Toledo, because Toledo's in-game experience is incredible. What I was thinking about this today, too, is, like, I would love for, like, the Griffiths should do... Season ticket members, they should do a pregame thing. Like, come meet the players, come have dinner. I don't know, something. Like... They used to do... I think it was Fridays or Saturdays. Before the there was season. a post-game dinner thing at Pepino's where like six or seven of the guys would go down there. Yeah. It was cool. You didn't need to be a season ticket holder for that either. I just... 
they, there needs to be some build-up. There needs to be some event. There needs to be something. like, And that, this is a whole other episode. Oh, yeah. No, we'll have an about. episode this summer about fan experience because I think we have some lists. Yeah, I have a huge <laughs> list. I'm going to start. I've created it since I since we've been going. But, yeah, I I just wish there was something. That's that's it. Um, and, and it's cool that Toledo does stuff like this. I think it's huge for them to give back to the community, to give back to the fans that have supported them. Like, that that's a lot of sellouts. One, two, like their membership stuff. There was there wasn't many left when no. I went the other day. Well, and like, I think just there was seeing... like two hundred or something. Jesus, I'm just, gonna have to look. Just seeing like, granted the Griffins haven't played in the playoffs in a little bit, but they kept doing these like double header ticket packages. Like you go to the Mud Hens and you can go to the Walleye game. Yeah, and stuff like that, which we don't see ever here. We got to go to the race the other day. They did do an event at Berlin Raceway, which was yep. pretty cool. Um, and maybe that just comes from the fact of the arena and the stadium down there are a block away from each other. Yeah. And I'm sure that definitely plays a factor, but the teams work so well together and the organizations put so much effort into their fan engagement. Their membership, they have 400 spots left. Only 400 spots left for a season ticket holder? 400 that's that's amazing like i don't know sorry no you're fine because i mean again we'll have a whole other episode on fan engagement but toledo does it right man toledo does it right and it sucks that they couldn't bring home a championship but dang man what a great season just a season recap we didn't start following them until what halfway through yeah, I didn't even shortly know. after that, even? I didn't even know what a walleye was. Well, it's a fish. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that now. Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. I know what a walleye was. But but I like I didn't know that there was like another level to this again. You didn't know the ECHL existed I didn't, at that point in reality. I mean, I knew it existed because the NHL 23, like we talked well, about yeah, before. Well, yeah, but you didn't know like how it worked in the organization yeah, I had format no and stuff like idea. that. Yeah, so... And I, like, I don't know. I felt like a lot of people learned with the walleye, like, how they were. And I felt like we gained a lot of fans to Toledo. Like, we did. By adding Toledo to, I mean, nobody covers Toledo as a podcast. No, 100%. We were probably the, I don't want to say on, on record that we are the only one, but you're definitely one of the only ones. Yeah. I mean, people talked about them because of COSA and talking about COSA's play specifically. But doing a deep dive into this team, no one does it. And just because Costa is going to come to Grand Rapids doesn't mean we're going to stop. No, like, this not is at all. A, this is at this point. This podcast has become Griffins and Walleye. Yeah. And if there's you know a, a Red Wings prospect that floats through Saginaw or Flint, of course we'll jump into that a little bit too. But no, this is what this podcast has evolved to at this point. I think we have to go to two a days. Er, <laughs> two a days? <laughs> no, two two a week. I think we have to do in the two. regular season, maybe. Yeah, now think, that we figured out remotely, probably. We probably have to go two a week. Yeah. Uh, open position for another editor. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, another uh, another person, maybe somebody from Toledo. <laughs> we can <could laughs> yeah, do remote right? at the end. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I I learned so much. I, it was great to be able to go down there. It was great to like feel that excitement. Like, and we'll be back. Oh, for sure. Okay, like, we're talking about opening night. I, <laughs> opening <laughs> night would be sick. We. Like last year, I didn't know, and we that arena's a beautiful arena. Mm-hmm. The crowd is in it. The crowd is fun. the The energy is just so like I felt like I was in a major team, like with a major team. You know what I mean? Like that arena. It felt, felt like, like at least AHL. Yeah, and like a better. It felt better than a certain some AHL. Yeah, it felt um, better than some AHL be- teams. It felt better than actually a lot when you're watching like Griffin's away games. It felt better than a lot of AHL games. Let's be yeah. real. Oh yeah. So I mean I'm I'm super excited to see how this goes. I'm excited. I mean I know our next we probably won't do a season recap of Toledo. No, this is kind of essentially our season recap of Toledo again. Like we only covered them halfway through, but we'll probably update based off coach. Oh yeah, depending on where Dan Watson goes. Yep, and maybe after the draft of where we see some of these guys going. You know. Yeah, I mean. Do you think they'll st- some of these like later on draft picks will start in Toledo? Like how they does very this well go? could. I mean, it, it 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 all depends. I mean, every ECHL team has some drafted players from right. their top organization in the team. It just all depends on how it works out. But 
because I'm so used to following the wings. So mm-hmm. it's like they're going to Grand Rapids or they're coming from Sweden or Europe. Right, yeah, you don't think about that other level there. And that other level is so important to the Grand Rapids piece, not just for Red Wings depth, but Grand Rapids depth. So, yeah, I mean, just a season season ending thought on the walleye is just i love it i'm if any one of those players feels bad about losing those games yeah it sucks out the way it ended but dang it was fun it was fun it was a tight it was so and they're good tight game tight series i mean the score doesn't show it but they were i mean besides the last one but the the rest of the games were so tight it was literally puck luck i felt on a lot of these I mean, I'm just glad we found him because I didn't even know what a Brandon Hawkins was. And look at him. Oh, gosh. He's yeah. so good. He's so good. Um, and would he be good at that good at other levels? Sure. But he's found his spot in that league. And what a fantastic player. But I don't have any other final thoughts on the walleye besides just go fish. Go, <laughs> go, go fish. See what I did there? I, uh, I do. Except there was two fish in that series. So that hashtag got really confusing. I didn't, I felt wrong. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of them. Is that what we use? Uh, so. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have anything else for Toledo. Me neither. I'm excited to see this for next season. I'm excited to deep dive more into it and continue the learning. Really. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked to through Twitter and stuff like that, just some pretty amazing people down there that are all super, super oh cool to gosh. talk to. And, you know, the people down there are so nice when I went to Kalamazoo. Like, that was such a good... Like, I went to that game by myself, and I was nervous. Like, not nervous, but I don't like doing You feel awkward doing things by yourself like that. Yeah, and the Toledo fans took me in. Oh, yeah. I didn't even tell them who I was until after. Some of the nicest people we've talked to, and then their stopped. fans are great. And then they stopped talking to me. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I don't blame you guys <laughs> at all. No. no, it was they're good people, good fans, good team, good organization. Excited to see where it goes. Excited to continue to cover it. So that's my final thoughts on Toledo. Same. I think we have to do an ad read, and then after that, we'll talk a little AHL playoffs. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a five dollar bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. Right now, if you bet five dollars on Florida versus Vegas for the playoff Stanley Cup Finals. You win $10.25. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey bet, score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877 877-8- Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369 in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 and older in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsibilities. Gambling resources. We're good. All we're right. good. We're so, live. We're recording, oh, Brandon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally just tweeted that we were recording. <laughs> On the pod page or on yeah, the pod page? page. Oh. I think I don't know. I can't. I got confused the other day, and I. That it's not the first time. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> so AHL playoffs uh, in the conference finals. In the com- who is in the conference finals? Because I once the Griffins were eliminated I back know. in February, I stopped. <laughs> I know. So in the Eastern Conference, you got Hershey versus Rochester, which is a pretty fun matchup for really? the area. And then in the West, you got Milwaukee. Milwaukee and Coachella, Coachella Firebirds. Uh huh. So, Milwaukee, Milwaukee made it. Milwaukee put Texas out. Weren't uh, they like one of the last ones in or no? Uh, no, one of the last. No, we were chasing Milwaukee for a little bit. Or no, oh uh, no, no, no. Okay. We chased Iowa and Rockford really, okay. and Rockford got bounced in the semis by Texas three nothing. Jeez. <laughs> so and then Texas got bounced by Milwaukee three two because that was still a best of five. So conference finals and finals are best of seven. Yep. And as it stands as of today, May thirtieth, Hershey's up three to one on Rockford. Jeez, so uh, Hershey should win. Or not Rockford. Rochester. Hershey's up three to one on Rochester. Uh, Rochester won the first game five to one, and then Hershey's taken over completely two nothing, four two, and four two. Is anybody good on either of these teams? Like, I don't know the specific details <laughs> of them. I know there's a, a pretty big player on one of the teams, or two big players on one of the teams. 
no, sorry, two big players on two of the teams. Okay. That math still doesn't make sense. Just ignore me. Um, and then Coachella is up two to one in Milwaukee so far. Uh, first game, Milwaukee lost six to four. Jeez. Then they lost five to three, and this, then they won last night three to one. This is some high scoring games. Right. Well, you know who scored the one goal for Coachella? Who? Take a guess. Shane Wright. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His second of the playoffs. Ouch. <laughs> is he injured? No. Okay. We did. We never. That Shane Wright episode never saw the light of day, did it? No, it did. No, it did. No, it, <laughs> I just remembered that well, one. If Shane Wright was a listener. He's probably thankful for that. Yeah. But he's definitely not. We do have some Seattle listeners. <laughs> Don't tell me that. That's scary. Yeah, we do have some Seattle I can Seattle go back listeners. and dig that part out. That part of the episode was salvageable. That was a good uh, good bit. But uh, Oh, man, it was rough for him. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. No, I can pull up some player stats real quick for you, though, if if you would like. I just don't know, like, is there anybody good? Is there anybody that's like... Well, the funny thing is the top four in the AHL playoffs so far in points for players, top four of them are all from Coachella. Coachella's a good, good team. They though. do. And then there's one guy in the middle there at the fifth spot, which is uh, Luke Evangelista. From Milwaukee, who was the guy that got called up to Milwaukee at, or to uh, Nashville at the end of the season? Uh, he's actually a pretty good player. And then two more Coachella players right after that. <laughs> Did Seattle so send a lot of people down? No, no, no. Most of these guys have played the full playoffs. Okay. Um, yeah, they've all played sixteen games. So in the top seven, uh, six of them are Coachella players. Jesus. So you, we could probably guess that that team is going to be the one to. Yeah, and none of them are Shane Wright. That. <laughs> I wonder if that organization is just deep all the way through. I mean, they did acquire a lot of draft capital when Seattle was formed. Um, Shane Wright has six points in the playoffs. He's got two goals, four assists in 14 games, and he's a minus one. To put that in perspective, Ty Cartier, who ended up with Seattle in the playoffs, scored a couple goals in Seattle, um, has five points, three goals, two assists in only eight games, and is a plus four. Jesus. I mean, at least Seattle had the had the ability to gamble on Shane Wright. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Which I guess that works out well for them. Uh, Max McCormick is their leading point getter. Actually, he's tied. Sorry, with Cole Lind at nineteen points in sixteen games. That's a lot of points. It is eleven goals, eight assists for the top guy, and then seven goals, twelve assists uh, for Lind. But yeah, interesting, interesting playoffs so far. And then, again, both teams played on Memorial Day yesterday. Um, Rochester and Hershey play tomorrow. Coachella and Milwaukee don't play again until the 1st and the 3rd and the 5th. <laughs> so those games will be actually spread out we, decently. By the time we record again. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks, like the, it looks like the Color Cup Finals will be decided by the time we are there. By the time we record again. So that's pretty interesting. I think it'll end up being... I'm predicting it's Hershey and Coachella, which that's an interesting travel spectrum. Yeah, right that's there. that's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. I think they Milwaukee and Rochester or, or Milwaukee and Hershey would much rather play each other. <laughs> it's a lot shorter drive or flight. Yeah, at least they get the the convenience of scheduling now. Right, a cool thing for Coachella though, um, their last home game that they played, they sold it out. Actually, for being this is their what their first year. First season. This is Coachella Valley's first season. They had a brand new arena built and everything, so it's an over ten thousand seat arena. Jesus. Yep. Ten thousand. So it's about it's about the almost exact same size as Van Andel. That's, um, that's still for big. out there minor league hockey, and they sold it out in the playoffs. That's a big thing for them. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's gigantic. That's way bigger than Arizona's. <laughs> I mean, Arizona's permanent home. <laughs> they don't have a permanent home anymore. I know. They, that's. <laughs> The more that I'm hearing about this, they are not going to be a team for much longer. Yeah, the Houston Coyotes will be pretty cool. They uh, they said the Kansas City Coyotes. That's no, what I saw. So I think Mahomes <laughs> yeah, started that one. And no, they're not going to. No, they're not going to Kansas. That would be that'd be terrible. What Atlanta would be terrible. Atlanta would be a, oh, they should not go back to Atlanta, uh, an Atlanta hockey team in the NHL. They should not. And people can hate me for that all they want, but Winnipeg. No, Hartford. Hartford has a team. Quebec. Hart- no, Quebec. There you go. Hartford. Quebec. 
Quebec. They already have an NHL size in quality arena. You have to build nothing. You can move the team and it's automatically a better situation without changing a single thing. Just the jerseys. They can't be purple and orange. Those are desert colors. I know. <laughs> yeah, get the, your jerseys now. The I Coyotes think... jerseys will be missed. Yeah. Because I do like I do like the classic ones they brought back. We will have to uh, we'll have to figure out how to order one of those. Shane Dones. Or Pavel Datsuk. Who knows? I mean, he was a legend there. <laughs> so was Pronger, too, right? <laughs> yeah. And whatever. Uh, Actually, a name that I haven't heard in a long time was Teppo Numenen. Oh, my and God. And he was a good player for Phoenix. So. Or that Austin Matthews Phoenix jersey. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> sorry, Michelle, oh. that's never going to happen. No, he'll be in Detroit, right? No, we don't want him. The... But yeah, that's that's my wrap on the AHL playoffs. It's it's been interesting so far. I haven't gotten to watch. I wish, I really wish. I hope it's for the Calder Cup Finals. I hope they do it because occasionally during the season, some games were ending up on NHL Network. Even yeah, a couple of Griffins games did. I really wish the conference finals and finals would be on there too because I really want to watch Coachella play. Because um, they seem like a pretty darn good team to watch. But I mean, also watching Milwaukee's games. I mean, we saw them enough. We know enough of their players. Yeah. How be, far away is Milwaukee from us? Just across the lake, man. Is it a long drive? It's a boat, but... <laughs> I mean, it's a long drive if you go down and around up into Wisconsin. That's luck. But taking the ferry isn't that far. Milwaukee. What are you talking about? Going to catch a Calder Cup final game there if they make it? Yeah, why not? I'd be fine with that there. Bro, I miss hockey. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a t- like, oh, uh, same. I uh, miss it so much. It can't be that far. <laughs> You're driving. Four hours, nineteen minute drive. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Well, they gotta that they gotta far. beat Coachella first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said you have something for me now at the end of this. So what do you got? So we talked. I mean, I think our next few it's kind of our lineup for the next few episodes. So we're gonna go through. We still have to finish our Griffin season recap. Got to finish Griffin season recap. So Defenseman we'll, will be the next episode. We promise. We said that last episode, and it's not this episode. Yeah. Well, we yeah. So we're going to go Griffin's defense, mm-hmm. player by player, mm-hmm. and then we'll go forwards. Player by player. Player by player. Do, do we, already do go- we already did goalies, yeah. Yeah, we did goalies. And player we'll, by player. Then we'll do coach. Do we have to? Well, hopefully by then we have one. Mm. Mm. But the rumor is Dan Muse, who is the USA NDDP U17 head coach is rumored to be the uh, coaching candidate for the Griffins. Thoughts? Feelings? It's interesting. Why? Well, one, we don't really draft out of that team. Who? Wings. Yeah, we never had before. I know. We never had the opportunity to. Exactly. And, and all signs this year point to us getting someone yeah, there's from like, that, that team. I am so mad that we did not. I did not catch this league before. Because they play Muskegon. Yeah, I know. And Muskegon's not far. Is it? No, it's like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's only an hour, and I would love to go see the Lumberjacks. I know. It's. I didn't realize how many good players they had this year. The USNDDP. What's that stand for? National Team Development Program. Is that right? U.S. Yeah, it's the U.S. National Team Development Program. I was guessing. Um... (laughs) No, you're you're spot on there. It's just way easier to say it as abbreviated. Um, Sometimes, <laughs> most of the time. That coaching that that rumor is interesting. That's not one I thought I'd see pop up. And again, I don't me neither know enough about him besides the fact that he is coaching that team. But with all signs pointing to the Red Wings, unless they trade up, most likely drafting a player that's currently in that program, the plethora of young talent that the organization has currently it makes sense he, I mean he's developed a lot of big players and what's is that I mean if that happens is that Iserman and the organization saying the AHL is our development league it's not about winning championships it's a development league I mean I don't have the stats in front of me right now for the USA team no but I know but like I you say he, they he, were he, his the focus his, his job is development his job is player development, 100%, where he currently is. Yes. Hiring a coach like that currently 
does that speak to we want to go win championships or is that we are 100% focused on development? You want to see a championship, go down to Toledo and watch some hockey. The Grand Rapids uh, team. You can't really say that right now. Well, they got closer than Grand Rapids. <laughs> yes. By a long shot. Um, it's an it's an interesting one. Again, it's one I, I don't I don't argue against it. And again, I can't say that just because he's a development league coach, now he wouldn't translate that into a winning coach in a league like this. But because if you're developing the players properly, you're going to win games in this league. But it's definitely not someone that was on our radar a week ago, and suddenly they are now. Yeah, it's a. Uh... And it seems that Dan Watson is drifting off the radar for a lot of people. Not just because of their play in Toledo. It's just, I don't know if he wants to leave Toledo. I, it's, it's interesting. I see the reason why they would go that route. Because he is developing players that do play in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, big time. My worry about it is he's coaching 17, 18-year-olds, 16-year-olds in this team. Yeah, and you're going to go to the Grand Rapids where you have a mix of young 30, and old. Yep. Does this translate? I don't know. That's what's interesting to me. I don't know if it translates. I, I would hope it would translate. Again, like I said, it's not just saying that he's only done the development league, so that can't translate to winning in the AHL, because if you're developing AHL players properly, your team should win. Yep. I don't think he's a head coach for Grand Rapids. I could see an assistant coach move. Do you think he goes to Toledo? No, not a chance. That's not a development league. It was this year for us for one purpose in one one position. <laughs> one person only. It, that, that's I mean, and it will be next year too with Bednar. Yeah, the goalie focus in Toledo is going to be huge. But man, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's one to watch. Yeah, that, I mean, we, <clears throat> we'll do a coach profile of candidates or if they haven't hired anybody by the time we get to coaches let's hope they have by then but yeah we'll be able to deep dive a little bit better but that's two three weeks away two at least three weeks away oh yeah for yeah. us to do a and i mean profile. we say you know the next episode will be defensive and next one after that will be forwards but if they hire a coach in between there it shifts automatically yeah it's an interesting one since all we had is really was dan watts and there was a few other guys that i had on, on a list that i will bring up later but yeah, it's interesting to keep an eye on. It's a... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it. You sent it to me last night, and I was like, interesting, but I'm not going to read into it too far because it's pretty dang hard to read into anything in this team in this league right now because there's not much that trickles out about it at all. Yeah, their eyes are so quiet. I mean, just the AHL in general's coverage is usually pretty quiet, but then you toss Steve Eiserman, who doesn't say a word to anybody, on yeah. top of that, then we're not going to hear anything coming until it actually happens at this rate. But I'm intrigued, to say the least. Just to keep an eye on, since we haven't seen anything. I think this is perfect timing to end. Yeah. With the mower going in the background. Oh, yeah, we love the lawnmower. I can tell on other podcasts listening, like, people. <laughs> yeah, summertime gets a lot harder to record. People <laughs> like to do stuff late in the evening. Yeah, it's 9.05 here. Uh, and you got the lawnmower going in the background. The dog hasn't barked once. Good job. Nope. Yeah, or the, um, or yeah man. Cat. Do you have a cat? I did. Oh, so many jokes, so little time. That was great. Uh, but yeah, no, man, nothing. I remember that one. Yeah, it was a good one. No, man, nothing Nothing else to add before the lawn mowing gets too loud. Um, you got anything? No, I didn't really have anything awkward this week to share. But no, no, no for the yet. official episode, nothing else yeah, to add. Yeah, nothing yet. Uh, I want to keep that private at the moment, so... Yep, <laughs> we're good. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> um, but no, thanks everyone for tuning in this week. Hopefully we'll be back to a semi-weekly thing, but it's summertime, it's the off-season. Expect bi-weekly at some point here. Which, what? Bi-weekly? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, at some point, we'll hit a point where there's nothing to talk about. There's always something to talk about. There's always something to talk about. 
It's like the Memorial Cup that's about to start right now. Um, yeah, no, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, we'll be back eventually. Next week? Yeah, we'll probably be back next week with our defenseman recap for the Griffins. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, and everybody have a wonderful week. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Give us a, a comment. A share. Questions, questions. Comments. Concerns. Downloads. Complaints. Innuendos. Uh, send them to Brandon. So I won't check my stuff. No, you don't check anything. I don't. You I barely don't. check your text from me. Yeah, I try to ignore those. Uh, yep. That's a lie. He told me he missed me. I did. I did. No. Actually, no, you told no. my girlfriend you missed me. <laughs> I was like, I did not send that to you. Uh, <laughs> All right. We're signing off. Bye. Love you. Thank you for tuning in to the Hockey Town West podcast. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at HockeyTownWPod and your host, Nick at GR Hockey Guy and Brandon at Brandon GR Hockey.